the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are coming off a great week of last week. I tell you, that was a great talk with the Cigna Medicare Advantage plan, folks. Yes, Dr. Mark. That was a terrific show. Really, really came forth with great information, great opportunities. So that was good. We did that last year. It went well. I thought this year was great also. I mean... You know, you always, you always learn something. Yeah. I mean, well, well maybe know, you don't. You already but, know this stuff. Well, but, you know. I always learn something from these Medicare uh, marketing reps because yep. the laws and the rules and engagement of these Medicare at, uh, potential and Medicare Advantage prospects change all the time. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And yeah. Uh, yeah, not only – in fact, there were some changes that they have to wait to see were going right. to happen. That's so right. it, it's an that's active right. – it's active. Right. And, and when right. does the uh, – when do we open up here? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. October so. 15th through December 7th. December 7th. Yep. And, yep. So we yep. Uh, we definitely – I would refer our listeners to go back and pull that one off the podcast yes. and uh, listen yes. in because there was – just some tremendously yep. valuable information yep. there. The October really sixth show. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And well, you know, Doctor Mark. Also, I want to just mention that we're going to have some other people from different Medicare plans on the show towards the end of the month. Nice, nice. Yep. Absolutely. No, we yep. should. We should balance it out because they do. Yep. They do weirdly. I mean, in a sense, offer mm-hmm. these different products. Yes. And and I think that you know there are a lot of advertisements that you're going to be subjected to of different companies and that that do or yeah. don't have right. names that right. you recognize and i really think that the five star rating is mm-hmm. a takeaway message there if, yep. if you can lock into something with a five star rating and, and not everyone can i mean no. it depends on where There's you only are two in orlando yeah right yeah. so it that's just right. depends on what your location is then you know that's that's a win and it's interesting that you mentioned five star rating because a little later on in the show we're going to talk about the star ratings again and what's going on in the MA world? Yeah, well, I, I thought you were going to say our star five star rating <clears throat> a, as a radio show and podcast. That's what I was kind of hoping you were. Well, going hopefully, for. we're a ten. No, a ten. Yeah, yeah. Now we're really now we're really pushing it. That's right. All right. Well, I tell you, we've got some interesting news to talk about today. Uh, and you know, sometimes we bring good news. We yep. usually bring information, uh, and a lot of times we bring stuff that's that's not so so happy for us to uh, to report. Yep. But this one, we're going to talk a little bit about how. People may save money next year yes. on Medicare, yes. which, which almost, I don't know yeah. if it ever happens. Well, Dr. Mark, for the first time in a decade, yeah. Americans will pay less next year on their monthly premium for Medicare Part B. So how did it work? If you recall, we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, <clears throat> Last, we, we really have. A long time. Last year, they took a 14.6% increase. Right. This year, they're going to take a $5.20% decrease. Per, per. Which is about two percent. Five dollar twenty cent decrease. Five dollar twenty yep. cents. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It's going from one seventy ten to mm-hmm. one sixty four ninety. 
Okay. But and, on top of that, yeah. they're going to get a significant COLA cost of living you know, adjustment. Adjustment, yeah, which, which they haven't been be getting every up, year. This is the largest COLA increase hmm. since Social Security has existed. How did I not know this, Larry? It's going to be almost 9%. Wow. Wow, so which, which people would argue nine, is, isn't yeah. even close to the cost yeah. of the increase, so, but it's that's the right. first time. So you add 9% and the $5.20 on a so you got typical 11, – 11% savings. Yeah, on a typical $1,500 Social Security check, it's going to go up to $1,750. Wow, wow, that's good news. That's, that's huge. Good news. And so did some of this had to do with the Aldehelm discussion – Yes. Um, yes. So, I mean, they just, gave back six dollars of the eleven dollars they okay. took back on Adahelm. Well, it kind of yeah. makes sense because in the end, what they agreed to do was to yep. pay about half the amount of money that was originally right. asked for for the Aldahelm, right. and have people who were involved in studies would. That's how you would access that's it. Right. But it would still be paid for. So, uh, so. But I if mean, you remember the twenty one sixty that was increased at fourteen point six last year, uh-huh. eleven dollars of that was due to Adam. due to Adam, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're giving back about half of that. They're right? giving back so, about half. So, and if you recall, I, I'm not saying we're net, net, uh, you know pro- prognosticators. Yeah. But you asked me on the show, what do I think they're going to do? Yep. I said they're going to give them back five bucks, and they gave them <laughs> they, six. They gave them six bucks. <laughs> six bucks. That's well, right. Well, with inflation, the five bucks uh, that you mentioned a year ago was uh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. So, that's true. No, but well, there's one other piece to this too dr mark tell me the deductible for the part b program we talked about that last is week also going to decrease seven dollars huh. from 233 to 226 all right so these these are all good things yep. right i mean all good news saving saving people money but i've got a couple of questions okay as usual so we are predicting medicare going belly up right 2026 mm-hmm. insolvent how does that's this, not going to happen, by the yeah, way. Well, oh, I, those, know, I know, I know. But the numbers right, say that. Right. So, right. so with that discussion, and that's a discussion in Washington. I mean, that's not just a discussion on the street. Yep. With that discussion, how do you justify this? How do you justify changing these numbers? Well, again, these formulas have been around for years. Yep. It's when inflation hits what it does, the cost of living adjustment is based on that. Right. So if those numbers it. and right. algorithms haven't changed. Sure, of course, of course. But on the uh, the cost, because of that huge increase that we took last year on Part B, mm-hmm. the twenty, 20 the uh fourteen point six percent. Right. The twenty one it went from one forty eight fifty to one seventy ten. Right. They overestimated that so they're giving a little of that back. Interesting. Okay. Well, and now on the seems, deductible. It seems unlike the government. It, it's very much unlike the government. But the thing that people need to understand is this change. This can change every year. Well, sure. Yeah. And, and, but you'd have to imagine that, okay, they are a government agency. They understand yep. that the rhetoric and the That's policy right. discussions are important. That's right. If they turn around and flip this next year, yep. that's not going to look good. No, you know, no, and no. and you have to hope that you know maybe it stays yeah. and it stayed flat for a decade, right? Right. So, so I don't know. It's it's going to be it's as always. You know, we'll, there there are powers at play here yeah. that that we we don't know yeah. about and we don't understand. Right. But but I guess we take it. We well, can. actually, uh, there are a lot of there are sixty six million Americans on Social Security, and they're all sitting on edge today because Social Security is going to announce what the actual cost of living increase is going to be today oh boy okay that'll yeah. be uh, that'll be yeah. interesting so yeah. people are a little yeah. concerned about exactly. that exactly well the other question i had about mm-hmm. this larry is 
in the face of cutting the payments to providers yes. for Medicare care. Yes. How, how do we explain that? I mean, how, how do you yeah. justify yeah. paying less yeah. and charging less yeah. on both ends? Primary care has not been hit anywhere near like specialists have. Correct. And you know that yep, as correct. well as anybody right. over the last 10 years. Yep. It's been, you know, they threatened to cut primary care 1% or 2% and ended up giving them 1%. Yep. Mm-hmm. But specialists, on average, have been cut over 25% in CPT code reimbursement yep. over the last 10 years. Yep. And it's and it's accelerated. Some even more. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. it's really – well, yep. yeah, in some groups – Radiology they, they, has they just get, been to yeah, like get 40%. A, get a, yeah, I was going to say a yep. 40 to yep. 50% yep. cut. Yep. Right. And they, they, they do that yep. in a couple of ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do that by saying – this service is no longer covered or this service is going to be covered yep. for half yep. of what we normally yep. or what we previously paid. Exactly. So so it is there's it's the same organization making these decisions. Right. And so if they're turning around and they're calling out the hey we're going to yep. we're going to we're going to look better to our yep. public but we're still not looking better yep. to our providers. Well, just to give you an idea and you ask where does all this come from? Health Affairs did a study last month and they said that in 2020, and again, that's data 2020, mm-hmm. there was $3.7 billion in wasteful spending based on little clinical benefit or cause more harm than benefit. Okay. Yeah. They classify you know treatments, right? So yep. They, yep. they classify treatments as you know benefit, and they're looking for that's right. what the cost relationship yep. is with, with success of right. care right. or complications. And a lot of that has to do with flat films and radiology and Im- imaging. Right, right. Huge piece of right. that is. Why, yeah, if they if they change, yeah, is yeah. it going to change your management to get you yeah. know these films? And well, it, and I mean, think about it. If you go to the ER and you break your leg, mm-hmm. they're going to take an X-ray and probably put it in a cast and tell you to go see an ortho, orthopedic surgeon. Right, right. Yep. And what's he going to do the He's minute he gets his office? He's going to do it again. Yep. yep. Yeah. If he doesn't have access to that X-ray, that's right. And, and, well, and even if well, he does, he won't accept it. You know, the other the other place is is you know we've gone over the years and we look at things like uh, man, you know suggested. Ma- mammograms okay right, right. if they come out and say well we can we can up the age by one year they can calculate the yeah. savings to medicare absolutely and absolutely. That, that that game is played yeah. but 3.7 billion in wasteful spending dr mark that's a lot of money it is it is and, I and mean, isn't from that, that exactly where value-based care is trying to address this low-hanging fruit right well because the way they're going to address this is mm-hmm. they're going to say we're not going to pay for it and in these value-based programs, that entices the physicians and these organizations to pay attention to those exact yep. things. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, I think, Larry, you know, there we've talked about the different things that have occurred in healthcare for decades and yes. how the more things, yep. you know, change, the more they stay the same. Right. We've got, you know, the, the days of old when we had the gatekeepers and the HMOs have changed, although mm-hmm. there's a thing called an HMO yep. in the insurance world, but it's still. completely yep. different. And you know they try to use that term. They use managed care. Managed care. Yep. Yeah. And so then you you look at other other things and other models that come out that that continually change. And, and you and I talked about value based care when when we started this organization oh, yeah. that we run. Yeah. And we have an entity we, we, called Value Based IQ. Yep. And and we thought, yeah. how long yeah. is this going to last? Yep. But. Since we've been in the game for how many years now? Six, five, six? Um, we're yeah. probably on yeah. our eighth year. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah. I have to add two for COVID. I always forget. That's right. That's so right. <laughs> eight years of this, we are stronger and value-based care is more respected and yes. more accepted yeah. than it ever has been. 
So it's not going to last forever. I'm not saying that, but I think this trend has some life to it. Well, I think, I think when you talk about value-based care, the concept is you got to reduce costs, you got to improve access and you got to improve outcomes. Quality. That's really quality. That's really what value-based care is all about. And if we don't do that, every payer, HHS, Mm -hmm. CMS, Every payer, both commercial, private, Medicaid. Yep, they'll penalize you. They're all leaning towards a value-based care approach to to managing patients. Yeah, And And and, that's why our company is thriving with all of our primary care physicians. Well, yeah, especially adding in those government agencies because they weren't. You know, we we sort of fought around with the managed Medicaid and tried to get them interested in this. And now they're they're starting to come to the table to have those discussions. So I really do think... This makes sense, and I think the reason it's working so well, Larry, is same saying you got to cut costs to a provider yep. is is not the right thing to say. No, but saying that you can't cut costs at the expense of quality—that's right—we can live with absolutely. And then yeah. add in and when, also, when we started doing that, we see that when we're cutting costs, when we not just across the board, but yep. with intelligent planning through value-based care. We're improving outcomes. Right. And right. that's where it sells. And that that I'm going to give that credit 100% to the providers because yes. the providers will not do these things if, if it's going to harm their patients. Absolutely. And that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we are talking. I tell you, we may need to change the name of the show to uh, Medicare <laughs> News or something because well, it's, all it's, things it's pretty he- heavy. all things healthcare cover Medicare, it, but they, they maybe do. we should say Medicare and all things. Yeah, healthcare. I, I tell you, if the <laughs> listeners out there are just like, I can't hear another word about Medicare, just yeah. get us through this enrollment period, That's right. and we'll get back on track. I promise. Yeah, I but promise. you know, Doctor Mark, when you really look at it, this show's all about education. It is and it helping is. build educated healthcare consumers. And no one is more confused out there today than the 66 million people that are on Medicare. No question. No question. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a it's a, a lot of different things going on. And and, and I will tell you uh, that that I ran ran into somebody from the station 
uh, and we had we had this discussion. I didn't I didn't okay. get permission, so I'm going to be really vague. <laughs> but one of the discussions was, hey, you know, one of us is in that Medicaid age group. How do I get started? And, right, and right. so so it was really yeah. kind of funny because I was just you know a sidewalk with I was uh, walking on the sidewalk in Winter Park with my wife and run into him and okay. uh, I spent quite a few minutes. Wow. Saying what you've taught me yeah. over this yeah. over these we've, years, we've talked about all that many, many times. It is, and and it's not it's not an insulting thing. You shouldn't be not embarrassed to say I don't understand this because almost no one does. No. And as soon as you think you got a handle on it, there's a change. And and we do not expect the individuals you're living your life. You're, you just can't keep up with all these things. And no that's way. that's why we're here. I mean, that's no what way. we're doing. That is exactly yeah. why we have this yeah. show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll continue to talk. That was that, that first section yeah. section there was really great. We gave some good yeah. news, yeah. uh, kind of balanced out the, the ins and outs of, of, of money going in, in and out yeah. of Medicare. What do we got next? Well, before we get off that money subject, I do want to mention that because of the inflation reduction act that, uh, created these reductions in Part B and uh, not only the, the premium but the, re, the the deductible. In that law, there's also effective 7-1 next year, Dr. Mark. Uh-huh. Insulin copayments right. will be maxed out Max at $35 out month. a month. Yeah, which is Cur- Currently, people pay yeah. between 350 yeah. and 400 I mean, it's, a month. It's crazy, yeah. It's no. 10%. Now, now, so that is next year because I know when we reported 7-1. that a few months yeah. ago, there were a number of things in the – I hate this – the IRA – yeah, that, 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 those initials have been used too many things, but the IRA that that are great news, mm-hmm. but they're not starting immediately. So that was one of them. So that's the is that the first kickoff? This is the first that, kickoff yep, seven right. one yep. because we got some things that aren't going to be till twenty twenty six right twenty five yeah yeah twenty twenty five twenty six yeah so so that's good that's and that is a big one. It's big because it's a big number, yep. and it's a, and it huge, a number huge number of population. patients. Yeah, huge percentage. thirty to thirty five percent of America. Are on some type of an insulin dependent diabetic, which is a uh, huge problem. That's a huge. problem. It's a ridiculous problem, but that's a, that's, <clears throat> that's something that we talk about at other yep. times. Yep. But when we're looking for decreasing your out of pocket costs per month, just bring in insulin as a max off the table because yep. thirty. I don't think anyone three hundred dollars a month back in your pocket. Well, I don't think anyone gets their insulin for less than that. No, they don't. I mean, there's no they way yep. that because you you know you need that. Yep. You need insulin every day if you're that's on right. it several and, times. Yeah, a day. so yeah. so it's not. I mean, that's just not going to play out. So that yeah. that's that's actually pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. I would I'd like to kind of figure out what the bottom line number of dollars saved in across the country would be, but yeah. we'll have to do a little bit of backwards math there. But man, that that is good news. That yeah. is good news. You know, while we're still talking about uh, Medicare and and kind of jump around a little bit, but there was a report by the Congressional Joint Economic Committee. Revealed, and this is a very recent number, that the opioid crisis in America, Dr. Mark, from 19 to 20 increased to $1.47 trillion, another $500 billion in American cost. So where do you have any idea where the costs are? Are they in are they in well, law enforcement as well as medical care? Yeah, the, well, or it's mainly – opioid uh, overdoses with fentanyl yeah yeah so i mean i'm just yeah. i'm just wondering i mean that that's amazing it doesn't surprise me yeah. uh because of, of all that we see in the news yeah. with with that frequency going up yeah. and i mean yeah. i would say sadly there's not yeah. not very many families in america that don't know somebody that knows somebody that's right and, well fentanyl but, uh has exacerbated the crisis in 2021 alone 
there were 107,000 overdoses, fatalities, yeah, fatalities yeah. just on fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. And these are, just to be clear, these aren't people that are taking a drug and expecting that they've gotten the level of fentanyl dosing that they're getting. Um, these are people that are typically taking an opioid, that they're addicted right. to an opioid, right. and are either either the, the the mix of what they got isn't what was expected, uh, but the end result is is just dramatic. But I, I am I am kind of interested to see what what the you know how they come up with that number you know i mean because yep. i think we get a lot of committee numbers and they they assign a a value of uh, a lot because you know you have to think about um when someone passes away you know if they were providing for their family or the future right. so there's a lot of those things that go into it yep. but but i think the the number of deaths and the number of er visits and hospitalizations are that's right. what you can follow month yep. to month Yep. And you can follow that geographically and see what the problem is. But right. but it's in it's in every state. It is. It's, it's everywhere. It is. Well, I tell you that we've we've talked about we we should kind of start off positive. We kind of took a yep. little bump down yep. during the pandemic. Telehealth became really big, exploded, exploded, yep. and right. and it exploded for a couple of reasons. One, the obvious people needed to do it. Right. But two, the majority of states said, "Listen, insurance companies and Medicare, right? You have to pay." Like it's a regular visit. That's right. So you have An to pay your provider allowance a, a regular a regular visit. So right. so that was a change. Well, okay, okay, now that we're wherever we are in this pandemic, that there are many states, many programs that are saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna shut off the faucet now. Uh, and we've been talking for months saying how wonderful the response, right. especially in mental health, yep. has been with, with these telehealth things. Exactly. So this is a potential disaster. It is. This is like one, the, the black eye of the pandemic felt yeah. a little bit less painful when we had some outcomes like yeah. this, yeah. and now we're, we're seeing a flip. Yeah. Well, you know, what we're really talking about here, Dr. Mark, is that when telehealth exploded, everybody had access, the physicians were using it, and now... Over the last nine months, we've seen that limits are returning on telehealth for care. Right. They're not They're not going to pay out right. the same coverage. And now 40 states and Washington, D.C. have ended emergency declarations that made it easier for doctors to use video visits to see their patients. I, it's it's going to be 40 it's gonna states be already. Yeah it's, yeah. it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, and, the... And I mean, Dr. Mark, there. explain a little bit about why that's a problem when you've got every state in America has a different law for telehealth. Explain why that's a problem for a physician. All right. So if you go to any medical conference, if you go to any diversity-based conference, if you go to anything that's talking about health care, the number one concern is access to medicine, access to medical care, right? And telehealth created a much lower bar for access because there's a lot of things that come into making an appointment right and getting transportation and getting and see your doctor and going through the frustrations of hanging out in the waiting room all those things this removed the bulk of that it did and it created easy access yes we have been talking about access for decades 
Right. And we talked about if we can, and you know, no one was really like, well, I mean, how, how, how can I improve access? My, my office is full. I am right in the middle of the, the city yep. or the yep. town and yep. I, I, that's, I'm accessible. Well, no, this is the definition of improving access. It is. And if they pull the rug out from under this yep. in 40 States, we're, we're going to, it's going to be worse than never having yeah. it. Well, the biggest part of that, Dr. Mark, is they now prohibit a physician from doing a telemedicine visit on a patient that lives in another different state than the physician lives in. Yeah, and and that's an interesting thing because I, I remember when it got it got really popular for uh, having remote reads for radiology. Okay, so you had somebody that could have been in Wyoming who was reading reading for yeah, all, that, all that over the place. That was going on well before yeah. COVID. And there yeah. were there were states, and I want to say that Florida was one of the states that said that you it, you had to have a Florida license to do that. Yes. You didn't necessarily have yeah. to be in Florida, yeah. but you needed a Florida license. Well, actually, many states protect. now are coming back to it where prior to the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic, you didn't have to have a license. Now these states are saying, if you want to do that, you have to have a license in my right. state. If I'm in Ohio, the patient's in Ohio, and you live in Florida as a physician, you need to have a license in Ohio. And And I understand that because the state medical boards – they are charged with making sure that the medicals that is delivered in their state is covered by people who should be delivering that medicine. So I get that. Mm-hmm. And and I also get how they might have looked the other way during the pandemic. But now we need to equal it out and, and give yeah. people a chance, give them but access to the Couldn't there be license. a little mini credentialing for telehealth in these types of situations? I don't know. I think it'd get pretty slippery. It'd get it pretty is, slippery. That is slippery, yeah, but, because, but at I least mean, it's an option. Because the other piece is all these states, they're not looking to create competition for their providers. Yeah. If they have enough providers, and I would have to argue that in the state of Florida, we have enough providers. Yes. You know, and, and there are, interestingly, in California and Florida, yeah. if you're a physician and you get your license in those two, those two states, you never let them expire. Even if you right, moved and right, you haven't lived in that right. state forever, because there's it's so difficult to get a license later in those two states, and I'm sure there's other states, but those are the ones that I, we always hear about. And so, you know, there there are quite a number of physicians out there with Florida licenses that don't live here in Florida, right? Well, you know, one of the biggest impacts, and you mentioned mental health. Mm-hmm. Most U.S. counties have no child or adolescent psychiatrists. Yes. And yeah, that's so a big the, problem. Yeah, yeah. So where do you where do you get so that what coverage? Do you do? Yeah, yeah, where do you get that coverage? You can't go across the state line so your no. child can get a call from a physician. Yeah, as as long as we can show that these telehealth visits are doing the right thing for the patient, we have to support this and yeah. we have to yeah. make sure the states get back online. And it's really it's it's mandates the insurance yeah. companies can just do it. Yeah. The insurance companies can just say, hey, We'll pay for it, yeah, and and that'll be that. But it it's going there's going to be a huge rebound if the, if this sticks. Yeah, I well, mean, there's it's two really things that problem. are dealing. When you look at the regs, it's mm-hmm. the state medical boards. Yes, you're absolutely right. But there's also a national healthcare alliance for connected care. Yes, that, that has uh, been which, involved which, in this, which is all about yeah. You're access. Probably familiar yeah, with that it's all it's all about yeah. access. Yeah. Yeah. And and we've talked about. What areas does it make sense or what areas of anybody's practice? And there really is in any type of practice, there's a way that telehealth can cut costs and increase accessibility. Mm -hmm. But to 
this this is this is really going to be a huge yeah. problem. And I think I saw you you pulled this article from the Orlando Sentinel. It's in yesterday's and, yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's a yeah. picture of a, a young lady from uh, Emory University, yeah. my alma mater, and and there was something in in one of our yeah. periodicals this week yeah. too. Well, she was about talking this. about having a post traumatic stress disorder, right, and, and dealing and, with it, and that she couldn't access. Now she can't access her physician. Care. She she could before, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, yeah. but yeah. now Absolutely. with the, with these changes, yeah. that's that's really a problem. All right, when we come back, what are we going to talk about, Larry? We're going to talk a little bit about what CMS is doing to try and create a centralized directory. And also, you mentioned about the star uh, The five-star ratings. Yep. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Great. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion, on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark here. I've got Larry Jones across from me, and we are continuing to talk about all things healthcare. Uh, we were going to. Uh, Pop into something with the CMS and yep. a centralized yep. directory. What can you tell me yeah, about th- that, Larry? This kind of came out of nowhere, Dr. Mark. CMS announced the other day that th- they're actually asking for public response on this. This is not a mandate at this point to create a national directory, directory of healthcare providers and services. Okay, well... So and what, that what, what kind of raised a couple red flags yeah, to me. Yeah, uh, because how- most health plans mm-hmm. contract with the providers at the rates they're able to contract with. Right. They negotiate a rate. Particularly Medicare Advantage, which are private insurance companies. Right. Now, what Medicare is saying is we want to give you a national directory that anyone can access these providers, both both primary care specialists and ancillary and hospitals Hmm. in our directory that are approved Medicare providers. We already have that, Dr. Mark. That, I mean, it seems, well, it does seem redundant. Yeah. But the biggest yep. problem is omission. Yes. If someone yes. that belongs on that list isn't on that list, I can only imagine the hoops to take. Because I, I can tell you flat out, Larry, with one of the commercial payers, mm-hmm. that the payers have numbers of plans, right? Yep. They got a blue plan, a gold plan. You know, Absolutely. And, and I, on one of the players, you you know you you helped me take care of this. Yep, yep. I was on four out of the five plans with and this didn't mar- have the other and one. didn't have the yep, other one. That's right. And I have got I've got patients coming in my office and then and yep. getting denied. Yep. They're like, oh no, you're and on all of them. We got you on that plan, right. yeah. But yeah. but 
you got me on the plan because we have access to that. Yeah. If the, can you imagine having to go through CMS and yeah. saying, "Hey, I'm a provider, and you yeah. don't have me on the list," you, yeah. you're not going to be yeah. on that list that entire year. Well, I think this is threatening to the private insurance companies. Number one, mm-hmm. but I will tell you, let's go to the positive side. Okay, if this national directory of healthcare providers would create interoperability with data sharing, now you got some. Right. So yeah, you can you can follow you along. with me on that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you're you're talking value base. I mean, you're yeah, talking about absolutely. seeing outcomes. Absolutely. Yeah. Consolidating well, data. But I I really believe that there there are other companies like ours throughout the country, right? All over the place. And yeah. so uh, I mean, you know, there's not it's the the market is absolutely not saturated. No. And I would have to believe that we're going to do a better job yeah. doing it how we're doing it because when we look at our data. When, when we have something with two different commercial payers and Medicare, mm-hmm. we look across the board and we see differences, yeah. well, right? Well, you know, value-based is going to more what they call narrow networks. Right. We've talked about right. that many, many times. And the narrow networks are the high-performing, high-cost management, right. high-outcomes, good-quality physicians. It's a win-win-win. I yeah. mean, and and yeah. that's, the, that's the idea. That's right. And, and it, I say there, there's one group that gets excluded, and yeah. those are the providers yeah. that aren't practicing good value-based care, yeah. right? They, you have to admit that those that they're going to get that's left true. behind. That's true. And if you, if you make this directory, they're not going to look at it that way. Yeah. They're not going to look yeah. at it. They're going to put everybody on the list yeah. that is eligible. End of story. Yeah. That's what yeah. it says. That's what it will yeah. be. And, and again, you've got, I think there'll be people that are there that are included that are not included in value-based plans, and there are people right. there that just get missed. And, so and I, if I think you're it's a bad at idea. risk and you've got bad providers that can't manage cost, you don't want them in your network. And do I really need to be on another government list, Larry? <laughs> exactly I mean, not. You know, I mean, yeah, no. I, I don't know. I'm not this is not free. And you know what? That is going to be the exact response of most physicians in America, yep. Dr. Yep. Martin. Well, I just hope it's the response of the organizations that have lobby. Yes, because yes. all of all the physicians with individual voices yep. have no voices. And, you know, right. if, we, if we look towards some of our yep. organizations that we have yep. working with us, you know, maybe we yep. can get something done. But but no, I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go, go on record yep. and yep. We'll, we'll come back to this. And you, you tell right. me what happens in a year. I will. Well, let me and I'll, I'll keep up with this. But let me mention two things before we get off this. Mm-hmm. They indicate that CMS's reason for aligning a directory Two things will reduce clinical burden and support interoperability in the healthcare sector. Let me address both. I was going to say how and how. How do you how do you improve clinical reduce clinical burden by providing a network? The network's already there. It's a phone book. That's right. You're providing a phone book, and you've got and the phone book is only as good as its accuracy. And this is not going to be accurate. The clinical burden reduction would be start paying my CPT codes right. and quit denying them. Quit denying them first That's time. Right. Have, there's no question, That's Larry. Exactly no, that right. that doesn't that doesn't that add doesn't up add at up. all. No. And then the second one, talking about supporting interoperability, mm-hmm. I get that. But if 250 million of the 330 million Americans are on an epic interoperability program today, EMR, right? We already have that. Yep. Yep. And they the the horse left the barn on any type of centralized thing. And, and how now, now are you going to tell me, you're going to tell me that if I take Medicare and I take private insurance, I got to have two EMRs. Exactly. Is that where you're going with that? Cause uh, that, is not, that is not, that is not going to work. Sort of. That is yeah. not going to work at yeah. all. No. And, and, and I don't see the government 
necessarily tying up with someone who already has 30% of the market because it's not, it's not a monopoly. Right. You know, and until it becomes a monopoly or if it becomes a monopoly, that's just not how that, that math works. Right. Now I think this is a bad idea. I think there's going to be a lot of opposition and you know, you didn't even mention to, to do this, there's a cost involved. Exactly. Who pays for that, Larry? So why don't we continue to add cost to infrastructure <laughs> right. when we already know that the Medicare trust fund could go bankrupt in 2026? Right. And they're giving I'm us money back. I'm with you, back. Dr. Mark. Yeah. So that, so that doesn't work. And then let's just say you're a provider and you, you got on that list yep. and things are going fine and now you move yeah, or you change your phone yep. number, which yep. doesn't happen. Phone numbers yep. don't change much more, but you might yep. change your address. Right. And now- the process, it's like getting a new driver's license times 10, trying to worry. That, yeah. That's going to be that's going to be awful. Well, when you really look at it, there are very few physicians in America that are not what we call participating providers with Medicare. Correct. There are a lot that aren't with Medicaid, but certainly Medicare. Yep. And the only ones that aren't participating with Medicare are still Medicare providers, mm-hmm. but they're what they call concierge docs. Right. You with me on yeah, that? Yeah, sure. And they still bill they can just get a higher reimbursement by being yep. out of network. Right. That's right. really the whole That's the whole, the whole piece of that. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not sure this is going to work. Again, mm-hmm. they're going to get a lot of feedback from a lot of people. Yep. The, the one thing that I do like is that CMS and HHS have asked for a 90-day proposed comment period, and yep. I think they're probably going to kill this. Th- th- are we going to just send them this episode? Yeah, we should. We'll send them Section 3 of today's exactly. episode. Now, we <laughs> really should. Uh, we should reach yeah. out. Yep. And uh, because I think there's a there's a good argument against this. And this goes back to my discussion on regionalization of healthcare delivery. Mm-hmm. This is not a region. No. So they're saying this is going to be good for everybody. I'm not so sure it's good for anybody, but it's certainly not going to work for everybody. Exactly. And so and yep. but everybody yet everybody's going to pay for it. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on from that one, Larry. Yeah. You know, Dr. Mark, you had mentioned earlier star ratings. Right. The five-star ratings the five for some star of the ratings. MA programs. And as we've indicated, we have two in Orlando, and I believe those two are still going to be five-star yeah. for 2023. Yeah, they haven't announced it yet. They but, haven't announced but, it. But I think per, next week, their actually. Their performance has been pretty yeah. good, yeah. But overall, U.S.-wide, nearly 20% of Medicare plans actually dropped in ratings in stars from 22 going into 2023. And so those were based on the same metrics that they used prior. Yes. And they yes. just didn't qualify any longer. Right. So do you think, does COVID have something to do with that? I think it probably did, but it also 260 Medicare Advantage plans that provide pharmacy benefits reduced their scores at least one point from hmm. 2022 to 2023. Again. Prob- and again, yeah. I think that has to do with medication reconciliation, mm-hmm. medication. Oh, uh, when, yeah, because they you, need to come and do a visit. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I think because, you know, those star ratings are based on, uh, in the pharmacy world, fills. Yeah, yeah. yeah fills, right. app, you know, So let, we should probably point out that the, the, the benefit of being a five-star, mm-hmm. the benefit to the company is it's just like being five, you know, that having five stars for anything yep. that you're evaluating, whether you're yep. Home Depot or whatever, you want to have more stars, right? Right. But the value to the client is that you can move from a five star to another five star, right? Or you can yep. move, you can even move from a group that's not a five star into a five star when during periods that are not open enrollment. That's right. So, that's so right. the five star rating it yeah, has, you're pretty much has open benefits. for business year round. 
Yeah, so that's, right. so that's good for the clients. Mm-hmm. So that's, what do we say? Accessibility again. Exactly. So that that's great. So this is unfortunate, but they set the rules. And yep. I'm, yep. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see if there's a rebound next yep. year, because I bet a lot of this is indeed yep. COVID-related. The only change in the star quality metrics for this year well, versus last year was basically in mental health and health equity. So making everything more, else stated this a little, little more of a focus on that. That's right. That's right. Okay, but that that's not what we think ex, is excluding no, this twenty percent. No, no, and you know it's interesting. Of United Healthcare's seventy four plans in Medicare, sixty mm-hmm. percent now have at least a four star rating. That's down from eighty five percent last year, Doctor Mark. Wow. No, that's that's a big, a big deal. number. Yeah, that's a big number yeah, for sure. That's a big number. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if across the board this is happening, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of even yeah. it's kind of yeah. even playing field for the commercial folks, right? Right. right. But and then and then when you let's let's talk about one more besides United Centene, right. which is huge in the Medicaid space, sure. and they've bought some Medicare plans now. They're down from thirty two percent had at least a four star rating to two percent. Well, I gave him a two star rating, so yeah. yeah so I mean, that, I'm with that, that's on that's on the Doctor Mark scale. So we won't get personal. No, 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 no. Yeah, we haven't. We that the centine hasn't come up in our conversations in a while. That's but, right, but that's for right. a good reason. They're huge, though. Yeah, they really are. They really are. So yeah, so that's that's interesting. I don't I I don't know what the ramifications will be other than if you looked at it by region, which is how they do this, right? Yep. And by and, re- and it was so, by payer by region by payer by yeah, region, right? Yeah, so yeah. so if you look at any particular payer, it would be interesting to know yep. if if one is taking a bigger percentage hit than another, yep. Yep. and that one that stays five star, they're going to see more business. Exactly, you know, no question. Which will also challenge them to maintain all the metrics that they have to do to, to keep yep. the five star rating. Yep. So I, I'm I'm a fan. Yep. I mean, I yep. think I think that's I think the way the, to work it out. Well, two quick things on this because we go to break. Etna's down from 55 to 38% of their plans uh-huh. are now four-star. So that's a significant increase. Right. But Decrease, also, yeah. uh, when we come back, let's talk about the CAPS program for just a minute. Okay. And that's the Consumer Satisfaction Survey. Right. If you recall, like Dr. H-caps, Mark, yeah. they have, yeah, HCAPS. It's called just CAPS in the world, right. sure. not in the hospital. Right. That has ramped up to 40% of that star score. Forty percent. Forty percent. So when you get that survey, please fill out this survey. You know, I mean, that's always the problem because the response rate to these surveys is exceedingly low. Terrible. And two percent. I mean, you know, for for most of it's like two percent. And so they're basing that on the two percent. But again, if they're comparing it, that is the origin of most of these star scores going down. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. 
Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You are back with Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are on our final segment of the day. So we closed out the last segment talking about the CAPS, the the survey, the right. satisfaction survey, right. if you will. Yep. And, you know, much like the surveys, when you go and have uh, something done to your car, they usually tell you up front, right. hey, you're going to get a survey. That's and you're right. on your way out, you're going to get yep. a survey. And if you don't give me five stars, it'll hurt me. Uh, if you don't give me five stars, it, right. it's a fail. That's right. That's and, right. and I see this in medicine yep. all the time. Yeah. But yep. it does. what doesn't change is that percentage of response. So now you're telling me that that was a, a big part. Yep. Seven these, years these, ago, CAPS represented less than 5% of the total STAR score. Uh, for the, yeah, Next, for, for MA programs. In 2023, yep. it will represent 40%. That is – that's a bit much, Larry. Yeah. That's a bit much because – who answers surveys more well, than other people? Well, let me tell you what we do with our doctors, and you know this, yes, but yeah. tell our audience. We try and educate our physicians and their staff on what, not only that there's going to be a consumer survey called CAPS to their patients, but we give them questions that you might be asked. Uh-huh. And we try and educate our patients to make sure that we get a higher response. And I will tell you, Dr. Mark, last year, our CAP score was the best we've ever done. But but the problem with that, Larry, is you're not measuring outcomes. You're measuring participation. Exactly. And, and, but, and we have to do it, yeah. right? Because That is what because, CAPS is. Because yeah. we need the, you know, for we want the five we need stars. The scores. Yeah. And yeah. so we need the scores. Yeah. So... And the, and the problem becomes in a typical survey, the people that are dissatisfied are way more likely to answer the survey That's than right. those who go, right. no, it was great. It's always people great. Are happy, I love it. Don't, don't yeah. complain. Yeah. So, right. so it is. And, and that's just, that's what surveys are. I mean, yep. that's exactly yep. how it works. And I mean, it's, uh, that's a little, I'd be really frustrated. Well, if unfortunately, I was on the side of that, CAPS is not only in Medicare, it's in commercial, it's in Medicaid. It's oh, yeah, everything. it's everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah and, and in the and hospital, you, they call yeah. it H caps, H caps in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so what's the H for? I'm kidding. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, on the H caps, that was just everything that we did, every department meeting, yep. Yep. every, Hospital, each organization. You heard that till you got tired of listening target to Target zones. We had the yep. big pictures yep. with all the different colors, and you got to the green center target zone, and that was right. what you were looking for. But it was it was never anything different. Yep. You, know, you know what yep. I learned most for that? In age caps, the best way to raise your overall age cap scores mm-hmm. is to make the food better. Wow. Because if people yep. had good food and they thought their environment looked right, then the nurses were friendlier, the doctors were better. Yep. I mean, it was amazing. You could just see that yep. if you did that. But the other thing that actually, when they part of part of H caps used to be pain control. Yes, and if you improved pain control, you'd get a good score. you'd get a good score on yep. everything yep. else. Yep. And and CMS actually took the score out of their calculations okay. because they said it was too closely related okay. to all yep. the other results. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they kept collecting the data in case they want to put it back in. Right. So, so these scores are, can be manipulated. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's not, I mean, and I, like we I, try it, it's to important, write. but it's not 40%, Larry. It's not 40% well, of your grade. It is to CMS. I'm telling you. So <laughs> I was like, okay, 
I'm a, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take a college course here. There, you got your midterm, you got your final, yep, and then you got my opinion. And That's my right. opinion of how you did is forty percent of your grade. That's exactly. You're right. not going to keep coming to class, bro. That's, That's right. I mean, I don't think that that's the way to do You're it. You're spot on, Doctor Mark. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yep. see what happens to that. Okay. Well, we can we can move on to something yep. else. We've got we've only got a few uh, yep. few minutes left in our final segment here, and so we can talk about uh, prior authorization bills. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Let's let's talk about the difference. You know, you got straight Medicare, right? And then you got Medicare Advantage. Yep. We talked about that all in last the Medicare week. Advantage yep. world. You got all kinds of authorizations, pre certs, and all that. In yes. the Medicare world, straight, straight Medicare, Medicare that you just your automatic none. sign. Yep, you, just you walk can in go anywhere. to anybody. You don't even have to have a primary care doctor. Right, you can just go see whoever you want. Wild West. As long as they're a Medicare provider, yep, you can see them. No authorization. Yep, even hospital or high tech imaging. Right, nothing. Yep. So, what do you think about? Remember, now we've got about. Uh, 66 million people in Medicare, right. about 30 million are in MA. Mm-hmm. Now you've got the other 36 million, they're proposing authorizations in this line. For, and, and they're still just straight Medicaid. That's right. Medicare. No, sorry, straight Medicare. Medicare. Yeah. Medicare. Yeah. Well, today, Larry, one of the As problems. As a physician, I know you have yeah, a problem yeah, with Yeah, one of the yeah. problems with, with having straight Medicare is it, it is, you know, it sounds pretty great that I have just automatic access. Freedom. But it's you do have freedom, freedom but right. when you call Dr. Bob and Dr. Bob says, "Oh, I, I can't see you. Uh, f- I, I can't see you for three months." Oh, you don't take Medicare? No, I take yeah. Medicare. But most physicians will balance, and they'll they'll say, "You know, I've got That's a right. running line of how many slots yep. in my yep. office are Medicare, yep. and then I've got my commercials, commercial, and even Medicare and, Advantage." And then what I'm saying, then yep. with MA, That's right. That's so right. so one of the advantages that you see with the Medicare Advantage is that you're more likely to see that doctor, you know, and yep. you're more likely yep. to see them at faster. So, I, I mean, I think that's yep. that's an issue. So now if we take this other group and get prior authorization, that's going to add to the delay. And yep. authorization yep. does not mean guarantee of payment, yep. you know, which is crazy. Right. In, in the real world, if if you come and you do some work for me and I sign and I say, okay, I agree that I'm going to pay you yep. this amount of money, that's the amount of money I yep. owe you. In the insurance world, I can get something authorized for for a procedure, and then I can do the procedure, and yep. they can come back and say, "Nah, right, we're actually right, not going right, to pay you." Right. You know, even though you did exactly what you said you're going to yep. do. So, yep. so I adding authorizations to the gap. I'm not a fan. Well, let me tell you a little bit about who's sponsoring this thing. It's in the House, not the Senate, but the Better Medicare Allowance Alliance, and the believe it or not, the American Hospital Association is one of the among the 500 organizations that are endorsing this. Well, they're looking at decreasing their burden. No, you know what yeah. it's about? Risk. Yeah, it's all about risk. Yeah. If I'm at risk, I'd like to tighten down the utilization that my patients do. If you remember earlier in the show, Doctor Mark, right. we talked about that 3.7 billion dollars in cost expenditure that added no value to the program right to healthcare. Yep. so that's, that's so, what this is so this would this would say so people couldn't show up to the er yeah yeah they, they're, or it wouldn't be paid it wouldn't be paid yeah, yeah wouldn't be paid yeah i mean but i get i mean to but be i fair, don't know about the er that no that's not be a good example yeah that's that's the that rule. Be, yeah er is er so i wonder yeah. but where is it then i mean is there it's there in, outpatient clinics that in, are tied to the hospitals or abuse in high-tech imaging it's an unnecessary Admissions and readmissions, mm-hmm. that's where the big costs are. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying if they – authorizations, how would yeah. that 
improve that. Well, I so, think in, in – and I don't want to pick on one specialty, but I'm going to. Okay. It's cardiology. Oh, cardiology. 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 Yeah. Okay. cardiology. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about the – I'll bet you if you went and highlighted radiology and cardiology, and, and it's not the radiologist, it's the people ordering those, right. those tests. 80% of the money. But cardiology, it's the cardiologists that are milking the system gotcha. on, on unneeded tests. Right, right, right. That uh, – that so, drive cost up. Right. So, so you know, to, to the extent that they could actually do a number of them, and even if they didn't get paid for all of yep. them, they're yep. still on a win yep. side. Yep. But if they have to get yep. it preauthorized, yep. it's going to really cut yep. down the numbers. Well, I mean, I could tell you right now, we have many cardiologists in this town. When our primary care doctors order a stress test on a patient, mm-hmm. they'll say, well, why don't I go ahead and do an ultrasound or maybe an echo? Yeah, right, right. Same time. Yeah, sure, sure. No, and they, it happens it. every day. Yeah, that, because yeah. it can get paid. Yep. Yeah, and it happens on commercial plans too. Because it if, does. you know, if you if you know that they're going to get paid for it, I mean, yeah. that's that. that I'm I'm kind of mixed on this, doctor, doctor Mark, because there aren't very many commercial plans that don't have some type of an authorization. Certainly, inpatient is an authorization. Mm-hmm. Home health. DME, those are huge wastes. Yeah, but Larry, you you, mm-hmm. know, you can do this a different way because there are certainly groups that have some procedures that require authorizations and others that do not. Yep. And so, you know, some type of balance like that yep. might make yep. sense. Well, the and, answer to this, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is moving all straight Medicare into an accountable care organization. Sure. Now you're in a value-based environment, not as restrictive as Medicare Advantage, but you've still got some controls and yeah. some, no, that's some true. care management right. involved in value-based and, and care. And you know and your, accountable your care provider is a provider in that network. Right. And, you can, yep. and then the, the payer side yep. doesn't really need to worry about authorizations exactly. because they know that both of you are on the same idea of right. trying to save right. dollars and, and get better yep. outcomes. And, and aside from the Medicare advantages, it's going to continue to grow. Accountable care organizations have continued to grow. Sure. And as you know, by 2030, CMS wants everyone in one or the other. So I don't know, a focus on that as opposed mm-hmm. to as opposed to this authorization bill would actually make a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, yep. I think yep. that, yep. you know, we, we look at, and I do want to, I want to point out, because I've said this a couple of times today, that the, that the, in improving you know the value based idea of 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 improving the outcomes absolutely relates to this value based care and i think yep. that a lot of our listeners and a lot of skeptics would say that's garbage you know that's just not true you're mm-hmm. if you're if you're costing less money to the system mm-hmm. you're not ordering the test that i need to be healthy and that's i mean i wouldn't have believed it either yep. but there's not a study out there that shows it to the contrary it shows that when we go through these value-based metrics, yep. we save yep. money and Absolutely. we improve outcomes. Accountable care organizations last year, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. saved the Medicare system $18 billion. And their quality and of care delivered. the care of patients. And we're not talking about yep. – we're talking about significant improvement yep. Yep. on many, many me- different yep. characteristics that yep. are looked at. And the different groups, they'll pick different yep. outcomes that they're looking mm-hmm. for. But when you look at them yep. across the board, there's a huge yep. number that are covered. Yep. Like just in the in the plans that we work with, mm-hmm. each one has a metric, a yep. set of metrics that, that they say, okay, yep. these have to be met and improved. Yep. And they are. Yep. And they, they are. are. And and so that that's really that's an honest, honest to goodness truth yep. that, that makes it makes it all work. And and you know, for our listeners, 
we're talking about an ACO, an accountable care organization. Right. And you know, if you want, if you're straight Medicare with a supplement, and you want to know whether you're actually in an ACO or not. Ask your physician if he participates in an accountable care organization, right, right. a Medicare accountable care organization. And if he does, that is all straight Medicare members. Right, right. And and they were the first ACOs, right? The yes. Medicare ACOs were the well, first Well, the ACOs ones. first started in 2012, Dr. Right. Mark. Yep. And that when they started, out of the ones, the original ones that started, there are a lot, a lot of those aren't, don't exist anymore. That's right. And I think there was a lot of risk involved. Yep. Uh, and well, it uh, well was, there was a lot of, lot the diff- of there not just so many different though, models. Right? Yep, so many different models. Right. But today they've got what they call the REACH program, mm-hmm. Realizing Equity, Access, and Community Health. That's and cute. as you know, our organization mm-hmm. is getting into that January 1. Right. So they are, yep. they've learned a lot because they I have. think the they first have. couple of years of ACOs, the predictor was this ain't going to be around Trial for long. And error. Yeah, exactly. it's not going to be around for long. Yep. But yep. I think we're at ACO. 2.0 or 3.0. I'd say 3.0. And, yeah, and, and things are definitely improving. No question. Well, Larry, good day today. Covered a lot of stuff. We did. We, we might even talk about something other than Medicare next week, but I won't make any promises. You're, you're in charge of the You're in charge of that. I, I just come along for the ride. We're going to talk about some more cost of health care next week. Excellent. Great day. Great show. Good to see you, Dr. See you next week. All right. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.